0: Well, what's up, y'all? Ha! Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo. Uber, Lyft, Driver, and Gig Economy News. Sponsored by UberLiftDrivers.com, RideshareRodeo.com with Para.com. I'm your host, S.J. Boom, let's get it on. So, this is it. This is, uh... This is the one-year anniversary, um, so uh, I was gonna, uh, you know, I've I've, I've I've scratched and thrown out my plan a few times on how to how to put this together tonight, and what it actually ended up coming down to is I was gonna take some clips, which you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I normally don't take clips out of interviews, but I was going to take some clips out of the interview that I did with Jason uh, Thierry from the Gig Economy podcast and, um, and use those along with some other, I, a couple driver stories of mine and other things. And then I kept changing it. And I finally went, you know, I went back and I was listening to the interview that Jason and I had. And um, to be honest, I'm going to play the whole thing because I think it's super relative and it talks about, kind of the last year and um you know Jason was a big part of uh me um taking uberliftdrivers.com to rideshare rodeo podcast so that you know the website uberliftdrivers.com has been around for 5 years uh over 32 over 3300 articles on that website now and uh rideshare rodeo is a year old Uh, right now. So, um, happy birthday to us. And, uh, thank you to Jason for helping me through many problems with, uh, or hurdles, I should say with, uh, podcasting. Um, but, uh, yeah, what I'm going to do is, uh, I want to, I want to really quickly, um, just run through all of our, uh, what we covered basically. And I'm just going to run through it real quick. I typed it out. So I'm just going to, I'm going to read it and then I'll put it in the linear notes too. So they're going to be really long. If it'll let me this week, they're going to have all this in there. Um, but I'm just going to literally run through them real quick, um, with an episode number beforehand. So if you want to go back, I'm not going to reread them. You can come back and listen and, and, uh, you know, find an episode you might want to listen to or whatever. Uh, and then I'm going to do, and then I'm going to play the interview that Jason and I did, um, which I think is extremely relevant for the year anniversary and, uh, then come back on the other side and, uh, give some shout outs to the people, uh, to everybody who was part of the podcast, uh, directly by name and and by what they do after, uh, the piece with Jason from gig economy podcast. But for right now, I'm going to run through the first year episodes. Um, now, the first week we did, f- or the first two weeks, we did five episodes or four. And that's so, if, you, if you're confused by the number, we are, tonight is episode number 55. If it was a year anniversary, you would think it'd be 52. But we did four or five five episodes in the first two weeks, I believe, is w- why that threw that off. And then we became, uh, by by episode six, we were every Tuesday it dropped. Before that, we were every Tuesday it still dropped, but we were dropping other ones too because of PUA. <coughs> Excuse me. But I'm going to run through these real quick, real quick. And, uh, you know, go back and listen to some if they sound interesting to you because these are there's a bunch of them out there that, you know, we always are getting new listeners. We uh. Um, obviously in the beginning we didn't have everybody. So, uh, um, listening that we do now, it's grown huge. Thank you everybody for being part of this. Um, thank you to all the supporters. Thank you to everybody, uh, in the gig economy. Who's been part of this with me, whether they've been on the show yet or not, just helping me out, me helping them out. Um, just our community in general, uh, is a really good thing. Um, You know, um, a a lot of, uh, news writers, uh, I'd like to thank too. I'll probably put that in the linear notes as well, you know, um, so there's a lot of newspapers with, uh, a lot of big tech writers and stuff that I've formed friendships with. And, uh, that's helped to go beyond the story a few times and and bring you some more relative stuff when I do the podcast. But let me run through these, go into the Jason piece, which is fun, really fun. And then we'll do, uh, then I'll do some, uh, direct, uh, plugs for everybody that's been part of this after. Um, so here we go. So what topics did we cover from April or from May, uh, from, from May 2020 to May 2021? Um, so where are we going from there? We'll see. But what have we covered so far? Okay. We've covered the Federal Cares Act, stimulus checks, PUA for app-based uh, gig workers, pandemic unemployment assistance, uh, threat to independent contractor status in California when it was still new in in May, um, you know, when AB5 was, it was uh, law, um, but it wasn't being followed and we were kind of trying to follow all that. Um, we did episode number three was PUA, uh, complete state by state breakdown, every state links, um, David Pickerell and I had met in early April and, uh, he's been a guest on the, on the podcast many times. Um, and I work with him at, with para. Um, so we do a lot of cool projects. Uh, those will start being up on the Uberliftdrivers.com um projects page you'll see on uberliftdrivers.com there's a contact page now there's a podcast page both those um are working and uh have all of our podcasts have all of our contact that you need to get in touch with me and then uh the projects page is up but there's no content yet but that will start to be there and you'll kind of see uh, what we've done but um let's see episode four we did autonomous reality it was the first time i ever talked about autonomous on the show and we talked about autonomy.jobs which is what with para.com used to be autonomy.jobs so david started autonomy.jobs and then it changed to with para.com and he brought on some other people And because David and I had been talking even before he started autonomy and we were helping with people with PUA, uh, we've just had a great friendship. He was one of the good things to come out of that crack hole of a year or whatever. But, um, so, uh, let's see. Episode five, Uber PR stunts and laundry app based gig startup, launder.com. We'll have to see where those guys are. Um, episode six, um, the uh pandemic pivoting rideshare to delivery um episode 7 independent contractor status california ab5 then national and that was way back then and we still knew that ab5 was being looked at nationally and uh you know people in california some of them at that point didn't even know about ab5 I'm in Colorado and I knew about eb 5 because I was researching it. They didn't know that. They surely didn't know about what I'll get to later that the PRO Act, because the PRO Act um, is a national version. I won't get into those details tonight, but <coughs> excuse me. Episode 8, Rideshare and Gig Workers' Rights to All Their Data from App-Based Platforms. Um, again, that's a with para project, and uh, check it out. Episode nine was the first time we took a a real dive into California AB5. And uh, it helped because we talk about AB5 in about three or four more episodes, maybe even five. And I, I definitely always had a good handle on AB5. But after having different people on about it and whatnot from different sides, talking to tons of people, you know, my understanding grew. So that was when my understanding was that it's... It's early stages of it. Um, But episode 10, Dumpling versus Instacart. Um, This is when the rise of Dumpling was happening. Uh, Episode 11, the Rideshare Rodeo recap, which is where we kind of broke down episodes 1 through 10 because they were all a little different. We were finding our path and uh, ran through what we had done so far, and then we kind of had our flow, and we moved forward with it from there. It's still been tweaked here and there, but we've kind of stuck with it since the recap. Uh, episode 12, tax tips for rideshare and gig workers, where we had a, um, somebody, We our guest uh, was giving us tax advice. So uh, let's see, episode 13, Uber fails at everything. That should be the name of every episode. Did I talk about Uber? Oh. <laughs> uh, episode 14, Lyft Driver Store. Overpriced PPE and their horrible uh, COVID quote unquote safe partition. You gotta listen to that one if you want to talk about that thing, because I don't even want to think about it again. <laughs> episode 15, we had writer, director, producer of the rideshare movie. Um Tremaine Hayhoe from Hayhoe Studios, Uh, and, and, uh, you know, I I had the notes about what I wanted to do, but we definitely jumped ship, and it's a fun episode. Um, He then, about a month later, had me on a live uh, thing he was doing on his YouTube channel uh, regarding the Rideshare movie, which, if you haven't seen it, you guys can all see it. It's free on Amazon Prime, Rideshare movie. Um, it's also in 4k for free on YouTube, the rideshare movie. Um, you'll see that it's by Hey Ho Studios, but you can watch it on either of those platforms. Um, episode 16, AirPod. Uh, this is not an Apple product people. Uh, this is the isolation driver partition. Now this one worked and, uh, it's definitely worth going back to take a listen to, um, California Uber Lyft drivers, ICs or employees. That's seventeen. Eighteen. AB five became law january first, twenty twenty. Uber Lyft says it f- says if forced to comply, they will leave California. Episode nineteen. Uber concealed the hack of fifty-seven million users accounts. Wow. Um I feel like if I did that, they'd have me in 57 million years in jail. So, I don't know. Um, Episode 20, Uber passenger masks and AB5 carve-outs. So, we started seeing that. 21, Uber categories. Uh, This was kind of a game that we did where there was a bunch of things that week on episode 21 where Uber was doing things messed up. So, I gave four categories. And then we put the right one of these four categories on each thing we talked about. The four categories being bogus PR stunts, false promises, collusion, and the wild card. (laughs) Uh, 22, how to be a safer driver and a safer passenger. And these are not notes from Uber's website. These are from, these are from, these are, this is advice from drivers. Okay. Okay um uh, twenty episode twenty three tacoma gig startup company bidbud um we had their c e o and founder on and uh yeah know well have to check and see how those guys are doing too i haven't checked on that in a while so uh episode twenty four uber a misinformation story episode twenty five five, two lift road rage shootings in ten days and that is weirdness has just continued since then um, episode 26, why is California AB5 destroying now, it, it, it's labeled destroying, but now destroyed, it's been destroyed, but why is California AB5 destroying a non-profit opera house in Los Angeles? Hmm. Uh, episode 27, PUA clawbacks for errors, primarily due to outdated, uh, unemployment insurance COBOL programmings. And that was done by, um, almost every state that was doing the PUA walk around. So, um, on top of all the flunders and blunders, you know, they, then they went and clawed back and that never really got fixed. Um, maybe we'll readdress that at some point, but, um. Episode 28, Dumpling, CEO, founder, Joel Shapiro. We talked everything about the Dumpling model on there, everything. Um, Even, and I really did my research. I was ready, and uh, we even went farther, and then we even, he allowed me to tap into their experiment with Rideshare in Los Angeles, which hadn't launched yet. So, um, episode 29, November 3rd voting day in california will prop 22 pass and as we all know yes it did <laughs> um let's see uh episode 30 we had ceo founder of legal rideshare bryant greening um, he's also the uh, one of the t- one of the primary attorneys there and partners and uh if you ever need any help with um, an accident in rideshare or gig economy plat- platform delivery, any app based gig jobs, give Brian Greening a call at Legal Rideshare. He will talk to you for free. I mean, there's there's no cost to you, and he's not going to judge you and nothing. He's a cool guy. Tell him Rideshare Rodeo sent you, and uh, you know he'll uh, he'll give you his ear for sure, and he'll give you his best sound advice. You can go with it or do what you want with it from there. But um, if you've had any kind of incident or you have any kind of questions, he really does take the time for everybody. So give him a shout. Um, Episode 31, Uber autonomous is dead and deader. Uh, Episode 32, Uber Lyft drivers versus anti-mask rants. (sighs) 33, app-based delivery space, DoorDash dominates episode 34 uber finally uber is unloading all its dead weight 35 optimizing your gig app earnings that was a with para project um, that is still ongoing um, episode 36 the drive to kill episode 37 good things that came out of 2020 okay there weren't a ton but it's something and then episode 38 was kind of a follow-up So episode 37 was the last one of the calendar year on the last Tuesday of 2020. And the first Tuesday of 2021 was episode 38, which is called 2020, the year in rear view. And uh, that's absolutely worth listening to. Um, We had a fun time doing that one. So Uh, episode 39, the future of rideshare. Episode 40, the rideshare manifesto. Um, if you guys haven't checked that out, uh, check it out or at least go to uberliftdrivers.com and search ride share manifesto and read it. Um, episode 41 lift priority mode or poverty mode 42 Amazon flex Jeff Bezos, the scumbag 43 New York state of mind. Um, Episode 44, Maestro CEO Doug Fieg on moving forward. Um, Episode 45, Lifting with Larry. Episode 46, The End of the Independent Contractor. Episode 47, Proact will take away flex hours and ABC test will kill independent contractors. Episode 48 on demand app based delivery with Entree courier 49 discussion with gig worker collective regarding the pro act episode 50 rideshare in Europe or European rideshare episode 51 London Uber driver explains the new worker status. That's my friend Morad over there. who's a driver and, um, and a blogger, um, so he we had a very good discussion. And everybody who has any seen any of the news going on over in London, because they're a few steps ahead of the things we're fighting here. Uh, but that is, I don't even want to give anything away. Go back and listen to episode fifty-one if you want to hear what what came down from the courts, which you might have already read. But then, then if you want to hear from a driver's perspective, five to six weeks in after eight. Seven weeks after the the decision, and it was enacted in London. If you want to hear a driver's perspective from the from the road, um, that you know, or you know, from the ground, one of us. That's you got to listen. Fifty two rideshare nationwide driver shortage. Fifty three market to market app based delivery platforms, or um, also known as. Ocean's 11. (laughs) And I say that because um, it was me. uh, It was a live podcast. We were talking about the app-based deliveries um, with myself, uh, Jason uh, T. from Michigan, Gig Economy Podcast. Jason P. from Idaho, uh, Drive to Win 13 on YouTube. Um, David Pickerell from with para in san francisco ron from entree courier here in denver um and lifting with larry larry duncan uh from liftingwithlarry.com um and his podcast so um episode 54 rideshare passengers are back but drivers are not wait times sometimes say you might not get a ride and episode fifty five folks that 's where we are right now. the one year anniversary so okay um, so what like I said before we were going I was just going to use pieces of what Jason and I talked about on our interview, but first of all, anybody that knows me knows i don't edit the podcast or i don't clip things because at least me I just feel like when something's changed even if it's to like eliminate some dead space or whatever an edit is an edit. And to me, it just, with all the accusations from everybody about bad press, blah, 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 Um, both sides of the aisle, not political, political, whatever. Um, you know, everybody's got a little bit of a bad taste. So I just, I don't like editing anything that I do with somebody else that we, that we, uh, interview and whatnot so um but i was going to do it this one time so i could throw in a couple other things but to be honest i started listening to it to see what i was going to edit and you know it starts off we talk about one year into the podcast and one year into the ponde- pandemic uh, we talk about we talked about how and when will rideshare bounce back scheduling rides and the algorithm let's see rideshare uh re-onboarding older drivers who have already been onboarded and getting bonuses, passengers coming back, but drivers are not, U.S. versus U.K., and the differences in the facial recognition software and what it's doing, Um, why delivery goes, uh, or where does delivery go from here? Um, Through the end of the year, really, is what I'm talking about, because it's doing still very good. Uh, Safety partitions, um, and... (laughs) which ones do what or whatever. Uh, my near-death experience this summer, uh, where I almost died. And uh, I talked to Jason all the time. I thought I had told him about that. I guess I hadn't. i talked about it on the podcast maybe once or twice, but um, we talk about it just a little bit. And then he kind of hits me up with a question at the end about where the podcast is headed next. So it was just too many things. So I'm going to put the whole thing in here, and then you guys can... Uh, Um, yeah, listen to it. It's, it's a, it's a fun conversation. It's, it's a, it's a good week to do this. I'll come back on the other side because out of all those episodes I just hit on, I want to thank all the people who were part of, uh, everything we've done here. So without further ado, I bring to you Jason Thierry from Michigan and the gig economy podcast. So, I mean, it's, you know, here we are a year into this pandemic and I remember that the reason that I David Pickerell and I were doing stuff together for Para, which at the time was Autonomy dot jobs, okay, but something with Facebook and dot jobs extensions got weird because they thought that he belonged in Marketplace. That if he had a dot jobs, you have to be offering jobs. Oh, huh. I don't know. So they wouldn't let him form groups or anything. So we, he had, that's why the name became with para, okay. but we were doing this thing on helping people, um, you know, who normally weren't going to get anything pandemically for unemployment or anything at the very beginning when it was PUA was coming around the cares act had just passed all this stuff that David and I were helping people. And so that's when the podcast really, we, I went with that and he was probably the first three times he was my guest and we were kind of just going through that with people. And I think during the last year we've covered a lot. What I wonder about now is it's really funny because right before the pandemic, rideshare was you know at its height for how many people were doing it. All people were complaining, people wanted AB5, they, you know, they wanted this, that, and the other, or else they didn't want it at all. And 85% of us don't do this full time. Right. Or like in mine and yours case, You know, like I do it full time when I'm here, but again, that's not full time. You know, so we need that flexibility and um, I don't know. So many things have happened through the year. Now I'm seeing this totally different thing. Like we're seeing rideshare come back and I think that eventually, I mean, some people really do think that there's not going to be a fall at all with the delivery game. I do think there's going to be a bit of one. Call me a pessimist. I don't know. No, no, I
1: I, <laughs> I, I totally agree. I don't think it's going to fall off like it was. But I, I mean, if you would look at, at percentages, I think it's going to be a third less than what it was at the height of the pandemic. That's my guess.
0: Yeah. I um, mean, I think it's going to do way better than it did before the pandemic. But before the pandemic, I think that we agree it was doing nothing.
1: It was okay. Like, I, the only app I ran pre-pandemic was Grubhub. Um, that was like the cream of the crop at the time. And it still kind of is, it's gotten a little shady, but, uh, um, right. I ran Grubbub just to fill in. It wasn't my main source by any means. Rideshare, taking people around when I was working in the winter, that was yeah. my main source of income.
0: Right. And, and, you know, like I knew how to work that, that way too. Like, I, I don't know. I knew people who were doing food who kind of before the pandemic were doing food because they didn't. Maybe they weren't that great one on one with people. Yeah, you know they were just that type of person who, hey man, I'd would rather deliver. Okay, well you're not making any money, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know I'd rather drive, but I also need to make money. This isn't a joke for me. And
1: <laughs> yeah, did you? I have to ask you. Did you do any kind of Uber Eats before the pandemic? No, not not even a one. I did a couple, and oh my gosh, the the there I was enough
0: people out here that were telling me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they I, were being pretty straightforward with me and saying, well, this is what I make. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Well, I think
1: when it came here, it was probably there before it came here as, as far as the eats goes. And I think I tried it out and I'm like, N- no, like right, no one's yeah. tipping. But the, even the rates were less than ride share. I'm like, I'm going to go where the money's at. If, you know, if the money's on rideshare, that's what I'm going to do.
0: Right, and now, though, now we've been through the pandemic. This is weird. This is where it gets weird, I think. <laughs> we've been through the pandemic, and rideshare drivers, like, last week when you were on, like, Jason Peason and other people who have really taken on the food delivery game, um, they've, they've enjoyed the time without passengers. Some people have missed it, and even those who have missed it aren't really going back to rideshare. But the riders are coming back in droves. Yeah, And now, like, I mean, dude, there was a thing – I don't know if I shared this with you or not, but I had it shared with me that there was a a screenshot of a rider, um, the rider app in LA. And when you pulled up the Uber rider app, it literally said um, you can, you can call for a car or you can try back in 15 minutes. We're extremely busy. We don't know if we can get you one before that. Wow. It was worded a little different, but that was the wording. It was, We don't know if you're going to get a ride. Wow. I mean, when the hell has that ever happened in rideshare?
1: Never, it seems.
0: (laughs) Dude, never since the day they came here to Denver, at least. Never was there a day where it was like, we don't know if we can get you a car.
1: That's crazy. That's like getting a taxi in in GR. You have to wait an hour to get a taxi.
0: (laughs) I know, but... But even in Grand Rapids, I mean, it doesn't matter. Whatever city you live in, there was there's always been enough drivers. Yep. I, mean, I can't say for food and whatnot and that, but I can say for rideshare, there's you could live in the smallest or the biggest market. There's there was always too many drivers. Yes. Always. I mean, the airport was always proof. You could always go to your airport, engage your city size by how many people were at staging lots. Right. <laughs> I mean we you know, we had people living in ours. Ours was open twenty four hours a day. Wow. So I mean like people were living in it. It actually became a whole scene and like there were articles done on it. They were going out there and saying, you know, well, what do you do? I live out here. That's so bizarre to me. I mean <laughs> Colorado's expensive, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: but can't you just go home for like six, seven hours and I don't know. It just
0: you know i i think that i'm not i guess what i'm saying is, i don't know if they had a home oh
1: man that's
0: wrong i mean these are people who were like driving all the time and you know maybe they had storage or maybe they lived up in summit county and came down you know they like to be ski bombs but they came down here for five days in a row and lived out of the airport lot which dude there were stabbings and shootings and I mean our airport lot holds uh seven hundred cars,
1: oh my goodness
0: at a ma- at a max capacity and it's only for Lyft and Uber. I didn't know that airport was that big, yeah, oh, well, the new denver airport the oh new Di- d i well, it's not that new now, but I mean our new airport is huge, wow, huge, it's a monster um But, yeah, so anyway, now we have all these passengers who want rides. They're paying crazy rates. I mean, David told us last week he paid $90 on the multiplier, and that came on booking scheduling a a ride, you know. So, I mean, yeah, Jason's corrected that last week and said that, you know, well, when you schedule a ride, you're just scheduling it for that time. You're not scheduling. You can't, if it's surging, you're going to get the surge price.
1: It's kind of a joke to schedule it. I mean, it's it, It's even in our community. I see it even on our Facebook groups, you know, uh, like not a rideshare group, but let's say like a community group, like, oh, I'm really nervous about scheduling. I'm like, yeah, because it doesn't really do anything. Like you might as well just get up and try to request a ride. Cause that's, it's about the same thing.
0: Well, and it is the same thing now that we learned that from David, because if you're still going to make surge pricing.
1: Maybe that's new.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because
1: they're desperate for drivers. They're like, you know,
0: I I had picked up some schedules here and there. And I always, as a driver, regretted it, too, because I'd be like, I always knew it was an airport run. Yeah. You know, because those were the only people out here anyway, anyway, who schedule our airport runs. Right. And so, you know, they'd schedule and if it was near my house and I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's about when I was going to start tomorrow or I can make that my first trip and work an extra hour or whatever. So if I could play that, I tried it a couple of times, but man, I'm telling you, it said be at the house five minutes prior to the pickup time. And I'd be like eight minutes away or eight minutes out from, from the pickup time. And I'd be one minute away from the house and they'd re-ping me to somebody else. And say, you weren't there in time. We're giving it to another driver. What the hell? And they reping me to some like crazy short ride that was stupid. You're pissed. And so, now I'm going, dude, what the hell? You guys have GPS. You're, fu- you're watching me. You know where I am. You know I'm a block away.
1: That's bizarre.
0: I think it was, it's that thing about just keeping drivers on the road. Huh. You know, like we'll give it to another guy who's about to turn off. We can tell we've matched his his patterns and we can tell that his he's done his six and a half hours he's about to call it quits give him an airport ride oh
1: man do you think it's that sophisticated
0: i I do and i think it's that sketchy too i think think they're totally mind control oh yeah i mean i think that when it gets flooded and you and and there's rides needed and, and good drivers and stuff i think that then it's just the system runs itself but I think that when it gets to those hours where some people are getting off the platform or getting on and each city has their own transfer hours. But there are transfer hours where you could see the platform decline into the driver's amounts by crazy amounts. I think that they do push you in those.
1: Yeah, I can agree. And while they do manipulate you, like if you maintain and uh, not in California, but if, you know, we are we're always if you maintain a certain percentage rate. Or acceptance rate, you got to see more things. I mean, it's all a mind game.
0: Right. But at the same time, that mind game does have, like you even just said, as perks. It does. You get to see this or that, and we that's part of the flex job is how I see it. You know, I'm not somebody who sit there and cherry-picked all my rides. I only turn down really sketchy stuff. Okay. Like, I, I absolutely, I'm pretty much open to take everybody. But if you have a 3.5 rating, I'm not picking you up.
1: Yeah, I was more, I cherry picked, I I, I definitely cherry picked. I was, you know, at some point you just got to punt and say, okay, I've been sitting too long. A lot of people have the mentality. If my car is moving, I'm making money, which is true, but I found that when I cherry pick, I end up making more money. I mean, especially when you're, you're driving a gas guzzler like I am, you know, I'm driving a, I get 17 miles to the gallon. So me driving far to pick somebody up for a, you know, a half a mile ride. I mean, I haven't lost money on that. You know what I mean? Sure. So I, I definitely have to be picky.
0: Well, yeah, I think here in Denver, I should reward that. Cause again, this is that market to market thing. Even just picking up rides usually aren't that short. You know, they're usually a good distance. Is and, is the city spread out there? Like with great, oh, Ra- it's, it's like LA man.
1: <laughs> okay, cuz like our bar scene it's it's half mile rides. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. quick
0: quick boom boom boom. So it's all minimum stuff.
1: Yeah, until the end of the night, then you are taking people out into the suburbs. But yeah, if it's if it's if it's like 9 to to midnight, it's just short little rides.
0: No, even bouncing from one area to another could be a 30 minute ride. Oh wow. Okay.
1: Is that just so due like to the different distance
0: parts of downtown to other parts of Denver is thirty minutes. Okay, we're different, like Highlands, and you know we have the Rhino District and Lodo, and you know where the baseball stadium is and where the football stadium is, and this and that. And I mean, literally, we've got all different kinds of downtowns. So
1: that's kind of nice, though, because the I hate the small the Bebops, especially when I run an XL and it's a pain in the ass to get in my third row. And I mean. I should have thought about that when I bought my XL. But um, <laughs> it's just I hated it because, you know, they are wanted to put their stupid aux cord on, in. And, and it's like, we're going s- like four minutes down the road. <laughs> like, you're just going to get comfortable. No, you cannot put your aux cord in. No. Great.
0: So, I saw that coming. So, uh, I, hate, I, I don't let that happen in my car. No,
1: I don't either. I just say I don't have an aux cord, which I do. But. So you brought up a good point about all these riders and what's Uber to do. What, so as we know, they're they're throwing money left and right. But
0: two hundred and fifty million. Which frustrates
1: me is can you raise our rates then? Like you got all this money to throw out these bonuses, but like you're not gonna give us any more per mile?
0: And these rates that you're guaranteeing the people that were that are onboarding are huge. Yeah, they're nuts. I mean, they're nuts. I mean, $6,000 for 100 for hundred rides? I know. I saw that. I couldn't believe it. Come on, dude. Like, you can do that I, in a week. On, I'll I'll on board. I'll turn off. I mean, like, whatever. It, I mean, I don't know. And that was something else. When Jason said that last week he was able to bring somebody back, I had to check into that a little bit, and I did. So because I, I was curious what made it so that you – are considered not a driver with Uber because I know people who have like not drove for a year and a half and then said, Oh, I need to drive. I'm going to drive. And they they have to do their documents and upload yeah. everything and get it back fresh, but they've never were turned off.
1: Yeah, that seems, and, and, and again, it may be market specific.
0: Well, so, but this is what I did find out. If you called Uber and said, I don't want to drive anymore. And I guess this is a fairly common thing. I, I always thought of it like, don't do it because if you ever need it, it's in your pocket. Yeah, but I guess some people call them and say, "I don't want to drive anymore. Take me off the platform." And this isn't people getting kicked off the platform, but there's a good amount of people who do that. Hmm. And I guess if you've done that and you didn't get kicked off the platform, you can now be re onboarded by another driver.
1: Interesting.
0: So right now, I guess I could turn off my. I could call Uber and say I want to shut my account down. And then you could re-onboard me tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I bet they wouldn't let it do it that quick. I mean, they're smart enough to figure that out, don't you
0: think? Okay, next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? It's just weird, man. Like, you know, why Why are you letting all these people have money and the drivers who are out there during this pandemic who have, like, suffered through this? Even I didn't do it after six years of driving. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't drove one person during the pandemic. I
1: haven't either. I've, I I think I drove my last person like the first week of March of, t- or wait, when the pandemic started, twenty two Yeah. So it's been, it's been over a year that I driven a passenger. Yeah. Me too. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's just crazy to me. So I'm looking at this and it's, they're literally, I mean, like we talked about in LA. So like, if you go out in LA and you need an Uber ride, they literally are giving you a warning. You might not get one. That's crazy. I mean that's just first of all that's just weird horrible that's even horrible business model for Uber.
1: Well, you mean just the way just the way they're saying it because what <laughs> I, I mean at least they're being honest.
0: You yeah. know what I mean? At least
1: they're saying, "Hey, you know," because otherwise the the passengers get pissed off. You know, everyone wants communication, right? At least the the passenger knows that they may not get a ride, but it does seem
0: odd, right? It's just, but I mean, they never did that before. Even if like it was the end of a bar scene with a with a couple of sporting events letting out and other events in town you just knew you were going to be waiting an hour
1: yeah that's a good point yeah i wonder why that maybe they're trying to be because more they literally
0: don't know if a driver will even ever get to you yeah i mean they have i mean there's other the other problem that i've been hearing about is the the drivers who do pick up the rides cancel them hmm so that they have to be multi-apping I'm sorry. I know that it's not allowed in California, but or anywhere. But they have to be multi-apping because if you're not, why would you even bother picking it up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Unless like you're just sitting at home hoping on a cancel fee, but I mean, these are cars moving towards them. Why? Would, Should, I don't know why people would do that. Anyways, like the the whole cancel game. Like, dude, I know people who do that. Or I, I mean, I've had that happen to me so much. Why? I can't though? even tell you. Like, and I, and I'll, I've even seen them, you know, I know what car I'm looking for. I see them go by they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, dude, I'm the only person on the block. You just drove right by me.
1: Just to get a cancel fee of like five bucks.
0: Yeah. Cause they know once, once they get in the radius where it says, okay, where I'm sitting in my house and it says, Hey, your rider, your driver's arrived. Yeah. I go out there and then he's just driving around the block, hoping that after five minutes he can claim.
1: I guess my point is like
0: – as a no-show is how, what it is. How do you make money on that? I just – Why just, would you – how would you want your karma to make money on that? Well, yeah, <laughs> like I'm out there
1: to work. Like I'm not trying to – it's it, it's just like anything. Someone's going to try to abuse
0: the system. I but mean, why are there so many? There's, there's a lot.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's about, a lot
0: of these. I mean I know drivers who will cook you on every – I know drivers who also do wait, but if you're one minute late on that five – they're done, and they'll take you for that five.
1: Uh, I will, too. I'm a, I am ai mean, it's five minutes.
0: I will, too, but you know what I do? I do text them personally. Okay. When I pull up and somebody's not there, I text them because a lot of times I get something back like, hey, we're going to the airport. We're just getting our luggage together. Yeah. Is that okay? And then it, it just even settles my nerves. It's like, okay. I text them at two and a half. Right, I I text them the second I get there, just uh, so they know that that five minute counter is going.
1: I mean, but the app sends them a notification, though. Like, how how much are we going to baby them? You know what I I mean? Like, you know how I'm just if
0: I'm sitting in my car and I pull up, what else do I have to do? That's true. I mean, (laughs) you know, I'm just being nice. I'm I'm not.
1: I'm not knocking anyone's way of doing it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not. i just like I don't. I, I hear you, man. It's like yes, the app does, but then. Even we know as drivers, the app has a lot of problems. So 100%. maybe on their end, too, it does. And know.
1: that's why I text if I don't see them at two and a half. I'm like, okay, maybe they missed the notification. Here's right. an actual text. But the problem is now Uber runs it through the app. So, you know, it used to be you got an actual text message, but now it runs it through the app. So, I'm, you know, it's the same problem if Uber glitches. You know, that I,
0: th- I think some people honestly shut the app down. Yeah. They call for a car, and then they... Th- okay, Steve's picking me up, great, and then they close it.
1: But doesn't the notification still go to that app, though? I don't know. I guess it depends on your settings. I guess so. I've never experienced as a rider, so I don't
0: know. <clears throat> but so, yeah, this 250000000 and fifty million. I'm not even. million, I've been looking into that. I'm not even really sure what that's doing, if it's more of a marketing campaign or what, or if it goes towards these high-rate numbers of bringing on drivers. But there is a clear... I've even talked to other drivers about this. There's a clear consensus right now that I would say 90% of the veteran drivers I know before COVID still aren't ready to go back. Yep. They just aren't. Yep. Vaccinated, not vaccinated. That's not what matters. They just don't, they're not ready.
1: Yeah. And what's frustrating is this is how like a typical corporation works. Let's just bring in new people. We don't care about the veterans. We're not going to pay them more. We'll just give all this money to these new people that don't know what the F they're doing. And who cares about the veterans? There's just no loyalty.
0: Right. Well, also, I mean, that's going to play out with the riders, I would think. Yeah. That the riders will start going, dude, why do all your drivers suck? Hopefully. <laughs> well, I mean, here in a big city, dude, like, you got to know Denver. You, I know when I have a newbie driver. Yeah. I know when this guy should not be taking me around. Right. And I'm not that guy who's yelling at you and going, dude, take, go this way. You're going the wrong way. I I I don't,
1: I don't do that either,
0: but I get a lot of people where I want to do that and go, do you know what you're doing?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I like to do? I'm so bad. I, I start, I talk a little bit about the biz enough to, to get them to talk and I don't let them know I'm a driver. And to see if they're lying through their teeth about stuff, you know, especially in my own market, because like <laughs> I know it like the back of my hand. So when you start telling me this stuff, I'm like, "You're so
0: full of shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so all while all of this is playing out, so here's some. This is a big concern of mine. Here we are, a year into this pandemic. Um, drivers aren't coming back in droves, and riders are. And that's something that Uber's never had to deal with. Lyft's never had to deal with. And now uh, drivers that I know who maybe they're getting closer, but they're just not ready yet, or they've taken on something else. Yeah. You know, and they've decided, hey, I don't don't think I'm ever going to feel comfortable with that again. So I'm going to do this. And these are people who drove the same amount of time as me, years and whatnot. And so – I mean, all of us didn't do it because there weren't other jobs here. There are other jobs in Colorado. It's it's one of those markets that pays drivers really well. Okay, So we get paid really well if you know what you're doing around here. But the safety concern is big. Um, Uber's spending a bunch of money to try and get these passengers in areas rides. Um, and then I got to add in what's played out now in London. Because Uber is now, I mean, it was a win for them to not have drivers declared employees, but it was as, it was as big of a loss for them to have those drivers declared workers. Yeah. It was, I mean, I, I, you know, the big battle for them was don't give them employee status. They didn't, they gave them worker status and that was actually created by the, the Supreme court in, in Europe to in London to make sure that there was a classification for gig workers. And I think that's what's coming for us next. Mm. I think that we're into that going to be workers here soon. If anything, if something does have to happen on that kind of way, because it's always an out for them. But at the same time, like I was talking to Morad, he already got his first vacation pay here. He got his first, this pay, like he's now seen this. Wow. On the ground in London. It's a biweekly payment says miscellaneous. He got miscellaneous seven hundred dollars last week. He drove thirty hours. What? Yeah, because that's his that's gonna be something for the quarter for his vacation pay. But he's been getting a bunch of them and they're like and he's like, you know, I would think they'd be small amounts to confuse me and throw me up, but I'm getting these big lump sums of money.
1: And he doesn't really know like there's kind of not any like itemization.
0: Miscellaneous that's but he has have. dove into it like one of them was what they call vacation pay. That's for you and I like um, it's not the same thing. It's not like for vacation. It's uh, a like sick days or something or I can't remember exactly how it works over there. But regardless, they're now they're now taking on Uber's doing what the Supreme Court has said. And they're, it's the first time ever that I've seen a ruling come down on Uber where they've where they haven't just gone, fuck it, we're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's usually what happens, even with AB5.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, it's it's happening, but they got Prop 22 to, to carve them out a bit. So, I mean, it's like, you know, they found all this wiggle room, and they always are like, nah, we're not going to, you know, here's the new law. We don't care. We're not going to follow that. Right. Right. <laughs> not at all. So, we're just going to keep doing what we do, and you guys keep arguing about it. <laughs> And that's just kind of where they stood, you know. And and now here they are in London doing everything they promised, and it's worrisome. Where how where's the sustainability going to be? I've always worried about it, but now, I mean, really, if you don't have the drivers out there to take passengers, and you're begging people in markets to go, yeah. I mean, if you're if if now you're looking at the whole model in London has changed. I mean, there's there's 71,000 drivers in London. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that are now workers and get benefits paid by the amount of time they work. And it's not based on past, it's based on every month current.
1: So my question for you on that is, do they have to drive a certain amount of hours or it's just whatever they drive is what they earn for bennies and time
0: off? Right. So it's like, it's, it's like that. If they, if they decide I'm only going to work 15 hours, it's not kind of like I thought of AB5, like, dude, if AB5 goes through all you people who hate Uber, who want to work for the company you hate, first of all, makes no sense, Right. but you want to work for this company you hate they're going to find ways to not let you be part-time or full-time. They're going to mark you one hour short and say, nope, you're, you're not even part-time. Oh man. You know, yeah. that's what I thought. You're not going to get any perks, right? But here in London, they're not even doing anything about it yet. They're just, if you work full-time, you're getting the perks of full-time. Interesting. And, it, and it's still flexed. You're still calling your schedule. Wow. I mean, there's nothing, I mean, I guess, what are they going to do? You know, I mean, other than the franchise model with 71,000 drivers, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, that's totally true.
0: Huh. I mean, and with the way the pandemic is, but that's the other thing that's weird to me is that, so I was asking him, so you can just turn on and have the worst week. He's like, and then I get some random miscellaneous deposit at the end of the, every two weeks. (laughs) How is that sustainable for Uber? (laughs) If it's going to come here too, how is it sustainable for?
1: Yeah, people? and and if it does come here, is it going to be state sp- specific? And I mean, it's it's got to be. It's not going to be a blanket thing over the entire country,
0: unless they get the pro act through. Yeah, I don't know. That seems <laughs> well. The pro act is going to make them. I mean, the pro act almost for- forces them. I know that there's a lot of people who sit and say that you don't have to choose to be union, but you do because the right to work states all 29 of them you don't have a say if 50 if 51% of your market votes for a union you get you're getting a union you're paying dues okay so that's the problem with the right to work states hmm. is that you like in the, they're saying that in the other 21 states that you'll have the right to go I don't want to be part of the union but the problem is in those twenty nine states it's based on majority, so if the majority wants a union, you all get it okay, and that's not good no i mean i don't I really don't know where uber's going it's it's worrisome to me i you know i i don't i know that right now I'm not ready to drive again i just i know that there will come a time. I would, other people would, whatever. But if this is where it's going, it's scaring me. I know that some people might view it as, look at dude, there's, like we said, there's people making money now in London, just like an AB5 model. Well, yeah, but.
1: There's not a money tree out back. I mean,
0: eventually. (laughs) Something's going to happen there.
1: Yes, I agree. I mean,
0: I think that you can agree with me on that. This isn't what it is now, and that's the new model, and they're happy with it. No. Something's going to come out of nowhere and shake that thing up. Yes. And it's not like the United States where a Supreme Court overturn is easy. In London, that's a very – they actually, like, give a crap about their laws and stuff. (laughs) I hear you want (laughs) to (laughs) move. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just know that everybody has workarounds here in the States. Over there, if the Supreme Court says it. Yeah. It means, hey, no, no screwing around. This right. is it. this is this, and I know this has been going on for years with Uber. So finally, it happened. I just know, and I was even saying to Morad over there, I was like, dude, something's going to happen. And even he said, I know. Because I can't figure out what it is or when, but they did the now they do the you know they're doing the facial recognition to get on the platform. This isn't a mask thing. This is the actual thing that does the digitized and oh, makes wow. sure it's you. So when you want to drive, it says, do you want, do you want face, facial recognition? And then it's, and then it has a checkbox defaulted, and then it has another one that says, or do you want a call from an Uber support uh, rep within one minute? And so if you, if you go with the default and just hit go, start driving, you've chosen facial recognition. If one time that facial recognition doesn't work, And they're using Microsoft's facial recognition. So if if it doesn't work one time, you're done. And there's no appeal to it, you're done. You mean you're deactivated? You're deactivated that minute. It's not you, boom. And they know for a fact that people of color and women both have issues with the facial recognition. Like of about 60% of the time, it works. Oh, my God. So what Morad told me is that you have to... That people aren't doing it, but what you need to do is scroll down and see that there's another option to click, hey, call me. And then he said, you get a robo call.
1: That's not very secure.
0: <laughs> no, and it, it asks you, like, random questions. What are the last four of your social? Okay. What are the last four of your drivers? And then it's like, okay, you're good to go. Hmm. So now, well, okay, but if I just gave that on a slip of paper to you. Yeah. Now you're me.
1: That's true. But so they're not even doing uh, facial but, recognition. But who would do the facial recognition if you, I mean, come on, how glitchy? I mean, I've held my shirt up to my face for a mask to get it cleared. Like, I know it's probably, Microsoft is probably better than what Uber has, but who would even roll the dice on that? I, don't, I think
0: it's because it's the default. Oh, so man. So people just want to get on and drive and they just see, I don't know, there's some words here, but go. Man.
1: Man, Morad, uh, he better be blasting it out that telling people don't do it.
0: Well, he said that he's already had friends deactivated who have drove for years <sighs> and there's no appeals process over there. <sighs> that would be devastating. Like how stupid So I'm wondering, is that the way that they're clearing house with a lot of drivers <laughs> like well, oh, Microsoft, you got some bunk software? Let us use it on Well, I software. mean, that's not even a
1: fair way of doing it. Like, you should do it the right way. Like, oh, this driver's terrible. Let's deactivate them. Not because you're, you're freaking soft. Or, I mean, because that, ha- that has everything to do with lighting and everything. If your light's off in your car or whatever, it may not – oh, that's stupid.
0: I know. But I think a lot of what we're seeing over there is coming here, um, sadly. Uh, even if the product doesn't go, I think that a lot of things are going to – Start changing here for rideshare.
1: So, how do you think um, when you're talking about like the pay over there right now? How does that apply to Uber Eats too, or is this just for rideshare alone? So,
0: Uber Eats isn't that big over there.
2: Okay. I don't know. Well, I just be curious.
0: Even during the the pandemic, they have a lot of uh, scooter delivery. I guess I didn't know about this either. Okay. But like, it's really big to have scooter delivery. Hmm. I think because it's parking such an issue in London and yeah. whatnot, it's so crammed and so many people live there that you need to be able to park on a sidewalk. Okay. So, like pizza places have their own scooters. Um, other food uses like other scooter carriers that were like probably a there, fast be- menu style type thing.
1: Yeah, they were probably there before Uber Eats came around.
0: Right. So Uber Eats is there, but he made it sound like it's just not what we had happened okay like it's not like people blew up uber eats and they're just standing home they're getting their food other ways i don't know
1: interesting because i would i just wondered how that would work because whereas with uber eats you got that third party in there you know you got the restaurant that you know it's like it's different money exchange than just you know the the customer the driver and uber you have a th- another person involved in that i just wonder how that would work for the payout i don't know i would tell him to save that uh seven hundred dollars and not spend it he's getting because i feel like they're gonna ask for it back
0: well he's so he's called and he's he's said hey can i and he records all his calls okay so he's recording his call and he says hey what is this money for and they're like oh that's your vacation pay um that's for you you'll get another one in 6 weeks but in 2 weeks you'll get this pay so like you might get 7 then he might get like 150 then he, 2 weeks later he might get like 50 then he might get another 7
2: they don't There's know no what the hell they're reason doing
0: yet, but they're just throwing lots of money at people oh my God. <laughs> that's so scary <laughs> especially those people that are doing it for for full-time like well that's to him he's like dude i i he's been doing it through the pandemic and he was like you know i've been doing it through the pandemic he's like to me this is great yeah i'm getting like i'm getting like a huge tip from uber at the end of every week
1: and again where's that money coming from
0: (laughs) i don't know man that's what i'm saying the riders i mean we know ride ships down we know drivers aren't around and I just, I don't know, I'm I'm wondering. I mean, like, this is one of the biggest Uber markets here in Denver. A lot of people don't have cars. Um, a lot of people don't want to pay for parking spaces. Um, a lot of people just don't deal. And you can get everywhere you want, you know, on the train, walking even, taking an Uber, bouncing around pre-pandemic. But um, people just don't have a lot of cars here. We have a, a young demographic, too, that goes out all the time. So, yeah. You know, a big portion of our city's, you know, twenty five to thirty-five.
1: And are they back going out? Because I feel like the younger oh, people yeah. are more uh focused on, you know, getting a vaccine you know, getting vaccinated. It's more of a it's more of a left leaning area, wouldn't you say?
0: It is, but people are going out like crazy Really? without, without vaccines because they haven't been laid in year.
2: <laughs> I mean <laughs>
0: You got this. I mean, come on,
1: it works for both men and women. I'm holding my hand up, y'all. That's. I know, a... I know. I know. <laughs> I'm
0: just, I'm just, I'm just saying that it's kind of, you know. I mean, I, I've worked in the bar industry here, and it's it. A lot of people live here because of that fun nature. Yeah. Of the bar scene here, it's not like a lot of other cities. So it's like it had to come back, and it tried a few times. It failed, but now it's fully back. I mean, at night, I can open it up on a Tuesday night, the app, around midnight, if I'm awake, and it's just, just surging to death, dude. I mean,
1: so tempting, isn't it?
0: It it, is. What you know? It's like, why am I even opening it? Yeah, I want the temptation to be there. Yeah, you know, you're not going to do it, (laughs) but then you're just going to be pissed at yourself. So. But, I mean, like, man, I'm telling you, again, where's this money coming from? Because I've seen surging that's ridiculous.
1: Like, back back to where it was in the old days, right? When it was really booming.
0: Well, I mean, just last week, they removed our multiplier. Oh, they did? Yeah. But this weekend, uh, they went back to the flat rate on top of it. And on the map, all I saw was 11 to $22. Wow. Everywhere in the city, so every ride was eleven to twenty-two hour, twenty-two dollars for a three-hour period that I was checking every half hour.
1: That was your bonus on top of whatever the rate was, right? On every
0: ride. Wow, that's pretty good. I mean, that's even without the multiplier, that's just huge. Yeah, that that's, is. I mean, there was a Rockies game, and like we're not—I don't know. Again, here we are, not being. <laughs> You can't have more than... I think that we changed it. It was 16. I think we're up to 24. Can't have more than 24 people at a wedding. But at home Rockies games, we have 25,600.
1: Shut up.
0: And everyone is sold out. That's some bullshit. (laughs) How are they getting away with that? If you want to get married, you got to go to a Rockies game and rent a section. Yeah, I think... (laughs) I
1: think our stadium here I think you
0: guys are only doing around eight. Eight hundred? No, eight thousand. No. That I, could go. I don't know if that's that many are sold, but
1: I don't think so. I think we're only at like fifty percent capacity. May I could be wrong, but Well that's
0: for the Tigers, you mean?
1: Oh no, I was thinking locally oh. here. I don't know what the Tigers oh, thinking, are doing.
0: I was thinking for the Tigers because most teams are down way lower than we are. Yeah. Most it's teams low. are not letting like we hold 48 they're letting half in. Oh, okay, but that's still so many people. That's what I mean. That's dude, most teams even like San Francisco, Detroit, they're letting like 6 to 8,000 in. Yeah, it's it's tiny. I mean, we're letting 24,000 in. I've drove down there, dude. It is people without masks, smoking bowls, drinking beers outside, sharing stuff. Wow. <laughs> How they're doing the chin mask thing. They got their mask down under their chin.
1: I mean, I get it. I hate the mask, but man, you got to like, that's crazy. Dude, we all hate
0: the mask. Yeah, we, we all do.
1: Yeah, no one likes it, but um, but I follow the rules. Uh, so do I. Yeah, exactly. So, In
0: fact, I'm super hardcore about it. I
1: am too. I'm kind of a prick about it. I'm not going to lie. Um, so what is what is the actual... Order like are your bars
0: open fully too or are they at half
1: a cat half?
0: No, we're back open. Oh wow.
1: Holy cow. Yeah, you're way ahead of us.
0: But we're not. I mean, dude, we've seen surging a bunch of times and now we have all the variants here. Right, right. You know, I mean this winter we had variants that were crazy. You know, we had come spring break, like I I snowboard with some people um backcountry, and then I also snowboard with some people at Copper and other resorts. And one of my friends who's she's been doing it about 20 wow. years, Val. Um, she was we were up at Copper and she's one of the most peaceful, hippie loving people you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. But Texas was on spring break, and we're used to that. Every first week in March, Texas does their spring break. It doesn't coincide with other states. Okay. And they all come here. Really? And they all come to ski and stuff. And we were there and dude there was this lady and her kids and she didn't have her, or they had a mask and she was holding her mask like this, but didn't have it around her, her thing. And we have to shuttle on a bus from the parking lot to the, to the place. And you had to social distance. They had these circles down. The buses were holding about a quarter of the people. Everybody's being safe. And this lady gets on with her kids. And my friend Val never would do this in her life. And then her kids are like, I'm not breathing really good. And she's like, it's the elevation. Just take your masks off. And my friend Val turns to this lady and she's like, what are you doing? And she's a teacher too. She's mm-hmm. a, a eighth grade uh, teacher. And she was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, we're from Texas. So we don't, you know, we're not masking. And she goes, well, well you're not, not in, in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I don't, she's like, I don't give a shit what you're doing. And she's like, don't talk to me that way in front of my kids. She's like, and these masks are a joke anyway. And you guys believing that crap is a joke. She's saying this on the bus. People are booing at her. My friend Val's like clenching her fists and I've never seen it in my life. I'm like, dude, she's going to knock her down.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) You know, it's, I know that all of us are treating things differently in every state and where we come from, but Jesus, don't go somewhere else and take No,
1: You got to respect the local rules. And that's for anything. If you go to a park, you got to respect the park that you're in. That's the rules. These are the rules. You have to follow them. Like,
0: right. And if you want proof of that, Take Russia. If you go to Russia, you gotta follow the rules. Yeah, they'll kill you or poison you. <laughs> Probably poison. You know, so it's. I get it, man. I just. Uh, I don't know. I I'm. I'm really at a loss with this whole thing right now, and and I'm not. And this isn't an either side thing, but I'm not into people who are make, who are shaming people for, about vaccinations. I'm not into people having to know about other people's and
2: yeah, business it's and
0: it's it's getting really awful and people are it's causing a lot of fights with people.
1: Oh, so many. I wish people would just do your thing. If you don't get vaccinated, I don't care. I wish you would, but I'm not going to fight you on it. But don't don't give me any shit that I got vaccinated like it's Right. It's it, it, this is why we live in this country. We can do whatever the hell
0: that we want. Yes. In fact, don't even talk about it cuz in my view it's like politics, man. You're oh. asking for a war. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, if the person, if you're, if, if you ask somebody what their opinion is and it's not yours on that, that's yeah. a fight.
1: Yeah. Or you got to be the better, you know, the better man or person and just swallow it and say, oh, okay, that's cool. And just move on to something else. Like, you yeah. know, it's funny how, yeah, it just with friendships, even in, in the last six months, it's, it's really divided some of my friends a little bit where it's been almost awkward. You right. Know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even, I can't even talk to you about it. And, <laughs> and you, and you ride it so hard. Like, that's all you care about. We definitely can't talk because I don't ride it that hard. I just follow the rules and do my thing. But if you can't stop talking about it, we can't talk.
0: Right. I mean, it's as simple as that. No. In fact, I've, you know, to be honest, like a lot of people I know who aren't vaccinated yet and might be vaccinated. It has nothing to do with that are being treated like Trump supporters out here. Same, same. I mean, it's, it's awful. I'm watching people who I damn well know are not Trump supporters.
1: Well, you'll love that. You'll love this, Steve. I have a hat upstairs, uh, that has an American flag on it. And I bought it pre pandemic. It's a company called branded bills. That's all the hats I wear. I love them. Um, but you know me, I got tattoos, a giant beard and I wear this American flag hat. I get I'm sure I get labeled as a Trump supporter and I'm not. And it and if and I stop wearing the hat, which is so frustrating cuz it's the American fucking flag, man. Like that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to support your country and I can't I don't feel comfortable wearing it. Now no one's ever said anything to me. Don't mind you that. I just feel
0: shitty wearing it. It it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. It does. It like does. I mean, if you're not wearing a Trump hat, people should just get off everybody's back. Right. I mean, my God, if we're going to judge people like that based on a hat. I'm not saying
1: no one's ever done it. (laughs) But I mean, do I do I I mean, I kind of look like a Trump supporter. Right. I mean, it just, well,
0: you know, not to me, because honestly, unless you're wearing the Trump hat with me, I really don't
1: see. Yeah, but you're cool. So I mean,
0: <laughs> well, so I, I mean, but I think a lot of people out here are that way anyway. But I mean, somehow that did get lost. Now it's like I, I feel like they don't even care if it's it's not even about Trump. They're just lashing out at you. Yeah, you didn't have a vaccine, you trump support, the son of a bitch. Like, dude, one and two don't go together. No, <laughs> like they don't. You're talking about two different subjects on different. Ends of the earth.
1: Right. And and if you did get a vaccine, like, you're not going to convince the other person. I mean, it's
0: just, it is what it is, man. Like, just do you. You do you. The answer for everybody, in my opinion, should be none of your business. Yeah, you do you. Don't worry about what I do. Did you get vaccinated? Um, I either did or didn't.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Now you can just judge me
1: on me. I did or I didn't. Well, it's even the people and- they posted on Facebook too that they got vaccinated. I'm like, why are you even doing that? Like I didn't do that. Like I no, it's it doesn't matter. Like my my close friends know that's it. Like who cares?
0: That's gonna it's just making more divide in this country.
1: Yeah. Well we got it's off topic.
0: Problems. Um Yeah, I don't know. The uh the other things that were going on with green now and uber facing that i don't know if the whole uber thing's got me concerned i know the delivery of cannabis they're waiting for the national approval that's so I, that sorry you yeah, know why you. because here in colorado there's three companies already started up on weed delivery right by the time uber gets in this game there won't be a game
1: well in michigan too we're we're green friendly and uh everyone delivers like each and right. every one of the companies delivers for free Oh, they do. Yeah, if you order, oh, these are
0: second-hand companies. That oh do no, do it for- oh
1: these are the individual companies, and it's like fifty dollar. If you order fifty dollars, which doesn't take long, they'll deliver it for free. Now I don't know if that's just because it's new, and they're gonna they're gonna change that moving forward. But um, yeah, all the companies here deliver it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I did get a kick out of the Tinder thing. I don't know if you saw that that uh, Tinder now teamed with Lyft. I did not. Okay, so Tinder teamed with Lyft within the app so that if you plan – because let's be honest, there's dating apps and then there's Tinder. Yeah, we know what Tinder's for. (laughs) So my point being that Tinder's just hooking up. Yeah. So if you don't want to give away the address of where you are, you can now hook up through the Tinder app and get a car assigned to take you where you're going to meet. I think it just became the virtual pimp. Dude, it's (laughs) – Dude, that's genius. I think it's a great idea.
1: I mean, it keeps I mean, le- it keeps less drunks off the road, keeps it anonymous. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I guess the, the final thing would be just letting
0: them do it in the car.
1: Okay, now. <laughs> Have you ever had anything like that come close to that? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. I never had that. I, I, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I mean, glad. a
0: handful of times. Usually, like nothing that me just touching my dash cam and showing that it's on and recording oh, to light it wouldn't up wouldn't stop true. Cause I would see it before it's gone too far.
1: Yeah. What I don't understand is okay. They'd be like, Oh, we're really drunk. Right. I'm like, I've been almost blackout drunk and I know that, that I would not be doing that. I mean, I might be a little handsy, but I'm not like taking clothes off ready to go to pound town. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> when I get home.
0: I think that sometimes if it just gets going too crazy and you're leaving the bar and you're, again, it's, it's the difference between you and I were a little older yeah. past that stage. I'm talking about the 20 year olds who, True. you know, they're just, their hormones start just taking over. They don't realize they're in a car. or, or you're on
1: some <laughs> other kind of drugs. Cause like right. maybe. maybe you're on some ecstasy or something with the alcohol. And then, then it's like, I, I don't know, I've never done it, but I, my guess is it's a lot harder to control than uh, just alcohol. <laughs>
0: Right, but again, don't do it in our cars. Yes, please you know. don't. <laughs> U-
1: Uber's not paying uh, cleaning fees anymore, so I, if I gotta clean out some extra fluids and not get paid for it, I'm gonna be really, really
0: pissed. Right, I mean, so here we are, a year later after the pandemic, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know the, I know that the delivery game is going good. I know that some drivers switch to that and they want to stick with that um, for now, anyway, and they're still doing pretty good. I know that our market saw last week when we had everybody on the show, I know everybody was saying different things, which I'm glad about because that's exactly what last week was about. Right. Um, But in our market, I'll be honest, like I have seen the drop in deliveries and I have talked to many people who do deliver and who have said, Hey man, there's no more cash tips sitting on a table out front anymore under a rock. Yeah. Somebody puts a little pop-up table. This was pretty common here. They'd put a pop-up table outside their front door Put a rock with a, a bill, and that was your tip. And you were just to leave the food on that table. Okay. So people were doing that all over. So you'd walk up to the door, and it was like all set up for you.
2: Okay. It
0: was like here's a stand, you know, here's a tip under a rock, cash, and it was fifty, hundred bucks, whatever. In the beginning, the beginning, beginning. Um, but then so everybody got on board. And now it's become such a commonplace that, you know, the rates have gone up a bit. And I think people are now remembering what their restaurant used to charge them. (laughs) And they're going, well, wait a minute. I used to go here with my wife and we'd spend 40 bucks. I'm now spending 72 to eat it at home. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. Something's going on here. And I think that those people are now more willing to go pick it up themselves. Yeah. I think that's another thing that we've lost a little bit is that people are now going, dude, I can drive three blocks and get out of the car now with a mask on.
1: True, yeah. We never saw those that cash around here. I mean, it's it's it was great in the app, but no one ever used cash ever once in a while. But it wasn't fifty or hundred; it was like five
0: bucks. No, Um, no, I'm talking about like April, May, early June. Okay, okay. There was like a ten week period where, I mean, I was hearing about people that I knew. The I mean, cash tips were never something before the pandemic. Never, and people were taking in three, 400 bucks in the cash tips alone. In that's night.
1: nuts. That did not happen here at all.
0: <laughs> right. So, I mean, by the time I was really turned on to it, it had already passed. Okay. You know, it was like, Hey man, that's Those days are done. I'm like, Right. <laughs> well, because in the very beginning, I didn't want any part of anything. I was just trying to get my bearings down, deal with my son Get him out of middle school.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I lucked out because when the pandemic pandemic happened, I went back to lawn care. Now, I actually went back to work for three days, and then they shut us down for a month. The governor did. Um, So then I just collected unemployment. I didn't drive. That was when the unemployment was $1,000 a week. So I'm like, whatever. It's $1,000 a week. That's pretty good. Um, And then so then I didn't do any gig work until the fall after you know we had been through the big surge and we kind of knew a little bit what was going on but that being said i am worried about this fall going back um i i mean i'm vaccinated i i guess i'm going to take passengers this fall but if food delivery is as good as it was in the spring or, or i should say january the first quarter of this year i don't know if i'll take passengers
0: See, that's, and that's where I am. And here we are, two veteran drivers for many years, not knowing if we'll go back on the platform. Yeah. Anytime soon or whatever. Or if we do, that it'll be deliveries, but they're wanting us for driving.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, if the money, if they're handing me money, hand over fist and, you know, it, depending on our area, if, if the numbers are down, I'm vaccinated, everyone's wearing masks, I might do it. Because like, it's so much more different when you're dependent on that money, right? In the winter, I'm dependent on it. Now, there is Amazon, but that's, you know, hit or miss. So, again. But then
0: it, what happens with the – see, what happens with – right now, I am seeing those rates. Yeah. That should that would draw me – I mean, uh, any time in the past would have had me. Right. Half, half of those rates. Half the rates, yeah. <laughs> and so now I'm seeing them, and it's – If, if you were to go back and I know you're all vaccinated and whatnot, but there's, you know, as you know, in Michigan right now, there's all kinds of, all kinds of variants stuff going on.
2: Yeah.
0: Uber's doing nothing to make sure the passengers are vaccinated.
1: Yeah. They're never going to do that.
0: Right. Well, I mean, so, but now you're going to get people not wearing masks, which already was an issue. Yeah. That was a fight all the time of that I was hearing about during the pandemic, which was one of the reasons I was like, "Why would you be doing rideshare?" Right. I mean, if if you're going to be spending half the night fighting with people without a mask on, like, I know. I, hell? I I am worried.
1: Whoa. I am worried about that. Like, I, I don't want to deal with that either. I mean, it's as as bad as the uh, the kid seat, child seat. Like during the day, I would fight with people with a child seat. I'm like, I'm not taking you without a child seat right. Uh, F you, F you, blah, blah, blah. You're racist. I'm like, no, I'm not racist. Like I literally (laughs) am not going to do it. I don't do it for anybody. I don't care who you are. Um, but I got, we got drivers in our, our telegram group that really don't care about masks. You know what I mean? And they think that it's all bullshit. So I mean, I try to
0: super spreaders.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I love the guy. He's actually been on our podcast. I love him to death, but I'm just like, bro come on man he's like all right i've already had it and like okay well that's great doesn't mean you can't carry it to somebody else
0: it does you know i mean people can claim that it's very slight but it's not i know people have had it twice three times
1: yeah people that get it and don't die say holy shit that was rough and it's like
0: right or the long haulers they call them yeah those people who have had it for months
1: and they and and they're even saying that some of them will have neurological I can't say that word uh long term effects from it so it's like why do you even want to mess with this like life's <laughs> too short to like die from some stupid virus that can be prevented
0: you know i mean i think is- it's just the amount of variants that are coming on i mean like that you know the brazilian one is scary to me we have it here in colorado p1 okay And I know there's only like, I don't know, maybe there's more now, but there was only like seven or eight states that had it. We have P one, and we have like cases in Boulder and here in Denver and whatnot. And it's that's scary, man, because that the the vaccine does nothing except for mask that one, Mm. and then that one that one you're dead even with the vaccine. Oh, geez. And like Brazil isn't doing anything to lock down their people, and that's where it's coming from. Frickin I mean, over. they got, and I know if you know anything about Brazil, I mean, they have people stepping on people. It's like yeah, India. it's packed, right? I mean, so I mean, if you if if they have a corona variant going around big time, and it's and it's more seeable than the normal COVID, well, that's, I mean, that's if you're not restricting those people from travel, we're going to see that everywhere. Oh uh, well, the government. And, I mean, they're not. They have they have zero. Well, we should be restricting it. Right. Well, I mean, there's 132 countries you can't fly to right now.
2: Yeah. Well, we should say. With,
0: without vaccine, doesn't matter. Hmm. Um, You know, like I was talking about before we got on the podcast about um, laser production, my boss has the, him and his wife got the vaccine when they could. um, And since has been doing some shows this year, I was telling you about, he actually traveled in COVID before the vaccine too, but. They've had the vaccine, and when they get to countries, the countries are laughing at the card. They don't even want to see it, dude. They're like, what is this shit, the vaccine card? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's our, it's our vaccine card. And They're like, we don't care. They, they do care about one thing. When was your last test, and we're going to give you a PCN right now? Yep. That's all they care about. They don't care about a piece of paper from the United States.
1: Well, no, because A, it's from the United States, and B, you can still carry it. That's
0: it, just means Or you could have got a false card. I mean, they just don't care. Yeah, that that's that, that true. card means nothing to them, no. like, dude. This is dumb. We don't do that here, and this is dumb. Yeah, so they make you take the test there. They make you know, you're still having to go through everything. I don't know, um, but I'm just you know, the rideshare industry is uh, it's uh. Well, let's, I, mean, I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't get in one right now, and I wouldn't drive one right now.
1: Right now. So let's say, though, everything is, stays the same or gets better by fall, let's say, after, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe September. Would you go back if it – do you just need more distance, more time to just evaluate, or what? You just I, guess, I
0: guess I just need to see.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it really depends on just me, how I feel. Yeah. Because my gut, I always go with my gut. And my gut right now is telling me stay the hell off the platform. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can, and, and trust me, you know what I'm doing. I'm looking at the damn app and I'm seeing these numbers Don't that do are it. just, they're just tempting me, man. I just want to hit go. And <laughs> yeah. You go out for three hours to make 300
1: bucks and you're like, damn, that was a good three hours. But yeah. I right, get then it. I got
0: P1 and I'm done and I'm done.
1: Yeah, it's not worth it. I mean, if you can make money <laughs> elsewhere, it's it's just not worth it. So,
0: well, I guess. I mean, it's just it's sad because we we really did well here, and I just I don't know what the comeback is. I I what I guess I'm one thing I do want to say is that I know in my heart I know that the comeback is not 250 million no. thrown by Uber at stupid things. Well, th- that's like, not a solution. Like
1: we said earlier, they're just trying to they're just trying to wet the newbie whistle that doesn't care about coronavirus or whatever, and then they're going to get their drivers. You, you and I both know that's what they're doing. They they don't care about the people that are being safe or whatnot. And it's frustrating. They could do a lot more. I mean, you know, I don't know what your opinion on is on the dividers. I don't know if that's, that's the ticket uh, to just keep people back there. And I know a lot of
0: the bubble. I like the, we, we had a a guy on from uh, Thailand on the podcast who had made that, who had made the bubble that encloses you, the driver. But I feel like when
1: you home make it, like, has this been tested? Like, is it, this is,
0: this is a good one. Is it good? Yeah, it is. I mean, it fully seals you in there. I mean, if anything, dude, look at the Uber and Lyft ones. Those are the joke. Are they sneeze? guards?
1: Okay. I never even looked at it. There's
0: openings around the top and bottom.
1: Well, yeah, it's just like when you go to a, when you go to pay for at McDonald's or whatever. Or they're not open here, but like tropical smoothie, they just have a piece of plexiglass. It doesn't wrap. It just saves it. So if you like someone sneezes, at least most of it gets out. Right.
0: Well, so the one that I had on, it's actually the one. The only issue that he was having was that it's called the AirPod.
2: Ooh, yeah, I know. Which
0: I was, you know, it's like he's he's selling it on Alibaba. It's on there right now. Oh, wow. It sells really well. Um, but it's still called the AirPod. And he's in Thailand. He's trying to get it on Amazon here. But they're like, you can't sell an AirPod and it not be an AirPod. Just change the name. Just change it to <laughs> Air. I don't know. But the bottom line is everybody was making these dividers that were going from ceiling to floor, like you said, were just kind of makeshift and you had to do it and and then it was. The problem is you're not allowed to do that. You can't cut out the airflow from the AC and heat.
1: Yeah, you got it. Yeah, at least like with mine, uh, it I have floor vents, so it would be no problem. Um, right. But but I
0: mean, if you don't, yeah, you can't just put a partition and then say, "Hey, roll the window down."
1: Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, I have drivers in our market that I've talked to that said they won't, they wouldn't do it. They think it's they think it's impersonal and blah, 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 so they would never do it. Even if they were forced to do it, they said they wouldn't do it or they would just stop driving. And I'm like, okay. Like, depends how much you want to drive, but to me – Well, it- so
0: yeah. And the other thing too um, – I know we're rolling up on an hour here, but the other thing too is that uh, – um, I think that when it does come back and it feels a little safer, like you were just mentioning, mm-hmm. I think another problem that you're going to have is it's almost going to seem racist for a while because people are going to judge your car, mm-hmm. you. You're They're going to see you pull up and go, I don't trust that one. Why? I don't know. I just have a feeling that they might look at one and go, that's a dirty car. I don't know. Mm. Let's Let's cancel that and get a different car.
1: Well, I think that happens all the time be honest
0: with you but i think it's going to really happen when people start wanting to come back on if they don't like the look of it
1: oh i see just because you think that they might just be a dirty person or whatever it might
0: your chances of covet are way like that's a covet car no no no
1: oh i i while th- i, well, I, I think can just that's... i
0: can just see that in my market i don't know yeah
1: well i think it's stupid i believe you're true i believe it to be true <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I do too and i think that honestly if you do it probably going you know, to the next car you get. that's a clean car is probably going to be the risk, more riskier one for just karma's sake.
1: Yeah. No kidding.
0: Like the one you passed up's the good one. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: So tell me, this is uh your one year. Tell me a little bit about what you're feeling tonight. I, I want to get your feelings on that. And, and I want to know what's up for rideshare rodeo in the future. Do you have any big plans or are you just stay in the course?
0: Uh for now I'm staying the course, man. I, uh, it was, it's a lot more work than I thought.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. I don't
0: think people really realize, man. (laughs) Like, you know, when I started, it was like, we had a, we had a passion project and then it turned into like, and it's been awesome. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's been much more work than I thought.
1: What part of the, what part is hard for you? Is it like getting the guests together um, now you're doing it every week. See, I, I, my, the gig is only tw- every other week. And then my other podcast is every week. I get the every week, especially when you don't have anything banked. Yeah. You know, and you, you're talking about current events. It's tough to bank something now and then talk and then and release it two months down the road. It just doesn't work.
0: Well, and people, I think, um, you know, I, I used, my son got me this podcasting book where you go through these steps and everything and make sure that you've done things right And from what I'd read, you know, like, and I actually saw it for me anyway, doing a weekly show was big. Yeah. It helped to follow the following everything. Yeah. Like my growth was really well seen. I don't know if that would have... I wonder how it would have looked if it would have been monthly or something.
1: Well, I think the bottom line is consistency. If you're going to do it, don't don't start a week and then bring it back. It's always good to start small, like once a month, once every other week. But do it. I mean, it's it's clock... It's got to be clockwork with those release dates. It just... I mean, obviously, sometimes shit happens. But for the most part, it's got to be clockwork.
0: Right. If people and, like uh, it. Yeah, and that's what it did say. It said... I mean, it kind of was like choose... Make sure you're choosing your audience. Make sure you're choosing your, you know, that. make sure what you're committing to you can do. Yes, exactly. Like, don't start, like you were just saying, don't start weekly and then go, dude, I got to do bi-weekly. This is annoying. Right. Because you will lose people or whatever. Yeah. So it was a bit of a thing in the beginning to go, okay, well, I'm going to do weekly. Because I even knew, okay, well, then that means you're going to do weekly. Right. But I mean, I've, you know, even in a bad mood, um, when I was having those asthma attacks this summer and I almost died, I still did the goddamn podcast. Good for you. If you have, <laughs> call me up. If you need help, like if you need a guest, I love
1: talking, I love podcasting. I love talking gig work. So
0: yeah, I mean, dude, I, I was sitting there on some episodes with this thing. I hadn't had one of these in 30 years. Oh my word. What, like going, what happened? <laughs> I almost died of an asthma attack, dude. Like, but what, what brought it on? All the fires and
1: oh my gosh! So you're, all the
0: you, air of all people, and,
1: need to stay away from COVID.
0: Oh yeah, dude! It, but I hadn't had asthma in f- 35 years. I hadn't even had an inhaler in 35 years. Oh my word! When I got to the, I, I was avoiding the emergency room for days. I wasn't breathing for days.
1: You shouldn't have done that.
0: <laughs> I know
1: my my nurse well, wife would be mad at you.
0: Here's well, here's here was my thing. I was so scared to go to the emergency room because I didn't feel like I had COVID, but I knew like, okay, COVID or not, whatever I have is respiratory. I walk into the emergency room, I'm getting COVID. That's what I was going. <gasps> <gasps> I mean, I was sucking in everything. So I would have just walked in, sucked in COVID and I had it.
1: Yeah, but the hospital is a pretty safe place.
0: Yeah. No, well, that's, I ended up You eventually did
1: have to go there. Anyway. And when
0: I got there, dude, this was even worse. When I got there, my son was with me and, you know, and of course, you know, we've moved past that now, but it was such a scary moment because I had my hand on his shoulder walking in a couple of times cause I had to stop. And when we got in there and they sat me down, dude, they were giving me steroid shots and oxygen therapy and all this stuff right away. Mm-hmm. But they were, uh, they took my blood O2 and they're like 78, Mm. And I don't know, I'm sure your wife knows, I don't know how much you know about it, but I was like, well, at least it's not a fail. And she's like, well, 74 or 75 is dead. So
2: yeah,
1: that was gonna say, kind
0: of a fail, dude. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's
1: so scary.
0: Oh my gosh. So she's like, at anything below 85, we have to, we're supposed to send you to an intensive care unit.
2: Yeah. She
0: goes, I know you're just having an asthma attack. They did an instant COVID. They're like, you don't have COVID. Yep. They're like, but, you know, we're supposed to send you up there. I don't want to. Right. She's like, so she gave me, I had to be there for like five hours and do oxygen therapy after oxygen therapy. And I was bringing it up like one every time. Okay. And I finally got to like 86 and she's like, I'm not happy with this, but, you know, you're going to go get these inhalers, this prednisone. Um, And I was basically on the same cocktail they gave Trump.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was weird. I was on this Cosa all this other crap. Damn. And, that's scary. And I was like, it sure seems like I have COVID. You're letting me leave here and tell me I have asthma again, but it sure seems like I have COVID. And yeah. she was like, you know, it's kind of all the same symptoms, it's really. It's, yeah. You know? Here's the treatment we'd give you if you had COVID. So part of me honestly wondered if she knew I had had COVID. And she knew that I was past the death part of it or whatever. Okay. And knew that I, that there could be no good there. And she was letting the asthma let me off the hook. Maybe. Because she knew, dude, I don't want you staying here. Like, you don't need to take up a bed. You're doing okay. Right. <laughs> and and I don't want you staying here because so I'm afraid you'll catch it.
1: Yeah. Maybe she was doing me a solid. I didn't
0: know. I mean, I don't know. I just kind of was getting this read from her, like, you know, like let's just get you good and get you out of here. Yeah. And she was also looking at me like, thanks for bringing your son, by the way.
1: <laughs> <You> stupid ass.
0: <laughs> well, I think it kept me out of there. So that's true. But
1: <laughs> gosh, that's crazy. I didn't know about Man. that.
0: Oh yeah. And Damn. so like then, I mean, like, dude, I now, so I took this prednisone and then here's the kicker. I'll let go with that story is, when I was working in the bars, I was drinking too much. Mm. And uh, this is in like the early 2000s. And I was working all the time. I mean, I was working crazy hours. Um, So I had a perforated gastric ulcer on my stomach on both sides mm. and was in um, emergency for five days here in Denver. And like, I couldn't even stand up. And... That was caused by. I thought it was just the drinking, but I was I was put on prednisone, and I guess I had an allergic reaction to it. Okay, and it blew my stomach out. Oh, along with the liquor. But then she's like, "I need you on 14 days of prednisone." And I'm like, "That thing almost killed me." Right. And like, right now she goes, "I'm willing to take that shot." <sighs> it's what she told me to my face. She goes. She goes, you didn't die from it the last time. You have to take this. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, I literally left there going, dude, you just gave me death pills. Like, <laughs> Well, you would
1: know when the first couple doses if it was bad because you'd be feeling the pain.
0: I know, but here I am scared as shit anyway.
1: What a rough time, dude. I'm so sorry.
0: This summer sucked for me, man.
1: Oh. That's
0: so and we don't have, uh, my son and I don't have air conditioning in, in our house. Oh no. So at night we cracked the windows. Yeah. In the mornings I shut them, let okay. the house really cool down. Okay. Um, so I mean, there was all that. And then due to the, one of the saviors for me anyway, was getting HEPA filters. Okay. I've got these big, like we've got three of them in the house now and our house isn't that big. Okay. Uh, but we've got these three big HEPA filters. Is one,
1: do you like plug into the wall? Yeah.
2: Okay. I bet that stand
0: like this tall. Yep. Yep. Nice. So, I mean, I got to tell you, that really cleared the hell out of the air. Yeah. Because those wildfires, like at night, we would just we got to a point we're just leaving a few of the windows open to get the air, and then we'd shut them in the morning. Turn those things on. The air was great in here. Wow. So I was just dying, man. That's crazy. But for the podcast, man, yeah, it's uh, you know, we had a reason in the beginning. I think some of the other things that I've faced is just, you know, I don't think people realize that it really becomes a whole thing. It's not just, like, doing it that day. Yeah. It's, like, through the whole week, I'd think. Yep. And not, like, trying to, like, scrape something together, like, ah, but more, like, I had a couple ideas what was the best one to go with. Right. So there was, like, then there was, like, taking the show notes before and what I was going to cover and all this stuff and the news but then it was more like even through the week, I, I mean, I, I literally probably just brain time had 10 hours of trying to not think about it where I was thinking about it.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. It helps to have a co-host that's on regularly or, or maybe just a partner in crime cause they can ha do some of that work. Um, yeah. but I mean, I enjoy it. I, I love it. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to do it every week with gig. Uh, yeah. but, um, I enjoy it. I think it. that
0: a lot of things, too, a lot of the things we cover are things to help people right. in terms of, like, with the PRO Act and understanding it. And I think we brought a lot of attention to that. I would love to get uh, my girlfriend, Marissa. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't drive anymore, but she did way back when. And I would love to get her to be my co-host. And, in fact, I know she would. Yeah. Uh, maybe we're going to a point where that could be a thing now because I think that that would help me.
1: Yeah, it, it's helped, it helps to bounce something off somebody. You know what I mean? I mean, I think you've been doing a great job. Um, I really enjoy your part of the show because I think you dive a lot deeper into some of, like, the Pro Care Act or whatever, AB5. While we graze over it, you know, our show is more focused on helping maybe a a new driver on some tips and tricks and and those kind of things and having fun and building the community. Um, right. So I, I really like what you've done with the podcast. I, I think it's needed. Um, you know, the ride share guys like the OG, but man, I've listened to his stuff and it's just, I don't know, nothing against him. I like Harry. I think he's a nice guy, but the podcast is just, it's just not for me.
0: No. And he doesn't, I know Harry well, and I, I like Harry too, but he's looking for, he's a lot more micro mobility. Yeah. And things of that nature, which is fine. Yep. But I, like last week, um, you know, we had a bunch of guys. Like I think Ron said it best. We had a bunch of guys just talking shop. How fun I, was that?
1: I loved it. I would have liked to have them <laughs> all on video because so I could see their faces. But I actually, once we got settled in, I I really enjoyed those guys. They were yeah, super I mean, smart.
0: I mean, those are the kind of guys I've met. Harry wouldn't do shows with them. Right. Exactly. And that's the kind of people I have on. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the same kind of people you'd have on. I'm just touching, I'm just talking about different things than you,
1: right? Exactly. But exactly. I think they're
0: those same guests.
1: Yeah, I, I'd like to have all those awesome guys people. on.
0: Yeah. Um, now, like Ron, Ron, and Jason, especially man, those are two guys you should have
1: on. Yeah, and when I heard them talk, I mean, that's kind of a test interview, right? Like I could hear what they were talking about, um, and so I would have no problem having either either of those guys on. I just have to connect with them, so
0: yeah but yeah so my I guess my whole take on the podcast is uh it was a lot of work I think that we did a lot of help i think that it was it's been a lot of fun for me i I like doing it i'm gonna keep doing it weekly you know i've had i I like the fifty to seventy minutes normally is my is my shoot for the runtime, but I've had weeks be twenty five minutes,
1: yeah, and that's okay, yeah, that's totally so, okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know that sometimes I've looked at myself like, dude, was that just a cop-out or what the hell did I just do? Nah,
1: don't beat yourself up. (laughs) Especially when you're doing it yourself. If you're just sitting down to record, I don't know how you do that. Like, I love to talk, but I couldn't do a show with myself. I just—
0: Well, but I'm covering topics. True. I mean, you might might find that you could if you—
1: I could if I did, and it would probably be a 30-minute show. It really would. It wouldn't be something where me and Jesper are going back and forth and, and, you know, and then it helps to live stream it. Right. Cause then you have the comments, there's jumping off points there. People are like, what's, what's this about or whatever. And so that, that leads to like, every time I go into a show that's got a short rundown, it still ends up being an hour and a half. You know what I mean? It just, I, I, I can't get away from that hour and a half, you know, number it seems, but.
0: Well, so for, so now my new my new I guess the one new take I have for this year is when it's just me, no guest, I'm shooting for a runtime of forty minutes. that's good, and then when I have a guest, I'm gonna shoot for a runtime of one hour,
1: okay that's good
0: I mean I think that's people listen to me in the car that's I mean most of my listeners listen to me while working, yep, and so that's the feedback I've got. I think that's two good run times, okay, yeah. Because if I have a guest, it's too hard to keep it under the hour.
1: Yeah, once you get because especially if the guest is uh, not comfortable around a mic or talking about stuff, it takes it takes twenty minutes to settle in, anyways.
0: Or if they are, I mean, like when I had uh, um, the CEO from Dumpling on, you know, like we I had really done my research on Dumpling. So we jumped in that minute. We ran like an hour 40 and it oh. didn't stop. Wow.
1: That's that. It's kind of cool. And it's also like, oh my gosh, dude, like I got to edit this.
0: And <laughs> but, but we, but I didn't have to because there was nothing I could edit out. It okay. was all so necessary even for I me. Mean, it was constant great stuff. Nice. And so I was like, man, it's long, but that's one you got to have. You got to listen to it. See, I don't mind
1: long ones because I listen while I'm on my machine all day. So I got eight hours. I I pound some podcasts away. I don't even listen to music. Right. Like, all I do is listen to podcasts all day. So make <laughs> them as long as you want, bro. Right. But. Um. Well, so, yeah,
0: but, I mean, like, you being on the show is kind of uh, cool tonight because probably had it not been for you, I wouldn't have picked up this bad habit
1: yeah i mean we tried we tried to start something early on when we met and it just didn't quite fit and then i was fussy with you when you started your podcast i'm like what the f- you son of a
0: bitch uh but, but now we're now even you said it today we don't do the same thing no and it, and you know what i and don't uber lift drivers have been around for five years all the rideshare rodeo is 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 uber Lyft drivers live
1: exactly and honestly even if we did do this stuff i'm not like that i i'm friends with everybody there's so much right there's listeners everywhere you don't have to be an asshole to people like it's it's cool like we should all collab that's how everyone grows like yeah you're, you're not going to get every listener of course not um you know we each probably share some listeners but you're not going to get them all and that's okay it's all about collabs man
0: Yeah, I mean, I think last week was a perfect example. We had a great week of listenership. Did you? Yeah. I think it's because of the social media tagging that all you guys were in there, too. Yeah, I I tried to reach me. people who might listen to you or whatever checked it out. Like, I want to hear this. Yeah. If they watch Jason's channel, he's got 7,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, they saw his name tagged. Okay, well, I like Jason. I'm going to check this out.
1: Yeah. That's the number one way to grow your show is to get on other people's podcasts. That's the freest it's free, right? It's just yeah. the, it's just recording with someone else and, and you will grow listeners slowly, but surely that way.
0: So I can thank you for this, uh, gift or curse or whatever you need.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm,
0: I'm happy to help you out, man. You know, you just give me a text and I will, yeah. I will no, help you. Always you, out. Have. you always have. And that's why I was happy to have you on tonight. Um, you know, I don't know where the conversation about rideshare really is going. I was kind of trying to plan something a little different with that, but I'm lost in the mix right now with where it's headed. Yeah, I, I am. I'm too. kind of I'm kind of focused on the gig economy, like you are, but more even like we've even interviewed people who don't do app based gigs. Okay, I've had you know I had the leader of the anti five movement on the podcast. I had a lady who was part of the anti five. Uh, movement in california who ran a uh um a non-profit opera house in la and had to shut down due to ab5 that's ridiculous so i mean we talked to true gig economy people from 30 years now yeah who've made their life out of
1: it and then all of a sudden they get screwed they can't earn anymore that's crazy
0: and that's who really got screwed in California, but um you know it's it's been awesome I've really met some great guests i've really um learned a lot, yeah outside of my market i really th- one thing I can say I learned is market to market yes, I had no i i mean i I had an idea, but I had no idea how far and deep it went till I really started talking to people yeah you know and we and with parents stuff, I work with David and those guys over there and you know, if you go to with and you look it up and you scroll down on the landing page to the bottom, you see our team and you see like 22-year-old, 22-year-old, 22-year-old Steve.
1: 65.
0: <laughs> I mean, I stand out so much. There's all of our pictures. Yeah. And our titles there. Nice. And then I'm like the last one and I'm this old dude.
1: Hey, you, ne- <laughs> you got to bring that. Yeah. Yeah. I- I've been talking to Jimmy quite a bit uh, yeah. about that stuff. That that stuff's interesting. But a couple of things that we have coming up, uh, we have a couple of interviews with uh, a banking guy that's trying to bring finance to the gig economy. Because as you know, it's tough to buy a house. It's tough to do a lot of – it's tough to buy a car with just gig work. So I'm, look- oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, that's coming up sometime next month. What,
0: but- he helps people do that?
1: Yeah, it's a company that uh uh basically their their banking is based for gig workers. Yikes. So like debit cards and <laughs> and stuff like that. That's a, so.
0: that's gonna that's a, that's what I wanna hear. I want to hear his take on how they avoid the all the fallout that could happen.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm I it'll be interesting we had a pre interview with him, it sounded good and so we scheduled it. Actually we're recording uh this Wednesday or uh just, April twenty eighth. So it won't. Well, I, yeah, I
0: said that last week too in the podcast after in the outro. I said that you know, whenever I tag you, I say I have to do it in my head. I have to say, wait, not this week, next week. I know. <laughs> I just
1: say we're on Wednesdays, 9 p.m. every other Wednesday. Figure it out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I always tell people. I always say, and I really make it sure to say it when it's the week of. Yeah. You know, I say, hey, check him out in two days on Wednesday and then every two weeks. Right. But when it's an off week and I'm plugging you, I'm always like, he's every every other Wednesday. So not this week, next week, and then every two weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's when we (laughs) record it, but it comes out every other Monday. So that's where the confusing part is. They're like, wait, when does this release? I'm like, well, we record it live.
0: Great. then i get to watch it
1: live you can watch it live then i then yeah. i give myself 3 or 4 days cuz you know i got to edit it and i got a family and i got a job and then I, it comes out on monday but yeah it does get a little confusing that's why it's nice to do it every week so that's why you have an advantage because it's like you don't have to like figure out math you can just be like yeah this wednesday or this monday or whenever yep. so but
0: Alright, man. Well, this has been amazing. So thank you for all your help. And I know that if I need you, if yeah. I end up dying again or something, I, you can I love can helping. That help <laughs> makes me it makes me
1: feel like I have a purpose when I can help. So
0: uh, you have, and you've helped me, and uh you know, and then I don't even talk about Uber Lyft Travers. We just had our five year anniversary too, so
1: that's crazy.
0: You know, it's like I've been doing this for a while now. I was looking back and it dated back to Travis. Oh so but thank you, Jason. Yeah, thank uh, you Steve. for everything and uh this is uh it's it's been a good thing. I think it's my it's my way to verbally communicate Uber Lyft drivers. Which you needed. Yeah, I think I did because
1: and you're this doing this with that is like a win 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 win. I mean it's right, and now
0: the podcast is on the Uber Lyft Drivers page. Yep. So you can go there and now you can just listen or download them from there too. So Yeah, perfect. Um, but yeah, so um again, thank you for everything, and thanks for coming on and all right, thanks, okay, so like I said, um, you know, we talked about a lot of things there. Jason was kind of a catalyst to the podcasting world. I've been driving for six plus years. I've been doing uberliftdrivers dot com now for five years, but I've only been podcasting for one. um Jason does a couple podcasts, I think um, and helps with others, but uh, he's been doing the Gig Economy podcast, which used to be GR Rideshare Adventures, um, for four years now. So he has a lot more podcasting experience for sure, and he's in the Gig Economy, so he's been a super big help to me. Um, but here's, um, before we bounce tonight, I really want to give props to everybody that's been on the show. Um, so I'm just going to run through the guests we've had in this first year real quick, and then I'm going to sign off here, guys. But I want to thank everybody, all my listeners, everybody who's any part of this at all. Um, even if you haven't listened yet and you're still, and we communicate on social media or email or whatever, phone, text. Uh, I'm in touch with so many people though. Um, if you haven't listened yet, get on, get on it. Where have you been? Um, but yeah, so our guests this year, uh, I kind of did them in order and then some guests, guests had reappeared. So I'm going to say which episode numbers they've been on. Um, but I'm just going to run through the list just like I did the episode list. So, and it's just in the order of when they came on. So David Pickerel, um, with autonomy.jobs and with para.com was on episode four, eight, thirty-five, and 53. Vanessa from launder.com. Um, the laundry app, uh, was on episode number five, Jason Pease from, uh, Idaho, uh drive to win 13 drive to win 13 youtube channel um Marissa Edens uh ULD, Uber drivers.com contributor former driver uh taxwiz and my girl uh nine she's been on 9 12 39 and 40 numbered episodes Matthew tells instacart destroyer and dumpling endorser um episode 10 Uh, i got to give props to my son, Max Johnson. Um, He's a badass son who helped me get notes together for the recap episode number 11 when when I was putting things together from 1 through 10 since the format kept changing so much. But um, mad props to my son. Uh, Tremaine Hayhoe, who uh, wrote, directed, and produced the Rideshare movie, uh, episode 15. Tony Fumano, The AirPod Vehicle Partition. Number episode number sixteen. Uh James Fakuri, CEO founder of BidBudApp.com, episode twenty-three. Gail Gordon, nonprofit opera house um owner operator in Los Angeles, episode number twenty-six. Great episode, by the way. Um Adam Brill, Denver Uber driver who had uh UI clawbacks and um Super good guy, Adam. Um, He made, actually, national news with this because he's a functioning autistic. And uh, he did everything right on the paper documentation. And they still got clawbacks on him. And it was just a real mess. So if you want to hear um, what they did to a functioning autistic driver, listen to episode 27. We have a really good conversation about that. Um, CEO, founder of Dumpling, Joel Shapiro, was on episode number 28 Brian Greening, CEO founder of Legal Rideshare, episode 30. Um, we had uh, two of my guy two of my team members from With Para, Jimmy and David both on episode 35. Uh, Joe Bianco, The Drive to Kill, episode 36. John Wilkerson from Ride State Up uh rideupstate.com, uh, episode number 43 doug fieg the uh maestro ceo the maestro app number forty four episode larry duncan lifted with larry episode number forty five and fifty three lisa rothstein freelancer cartoonist self employed california independent contractor for thirty years made six figures made six figures a year um until a b five And she is kind of a a spearhead for that anti-AB5 in the Prop 22. Uh, Episode 46. Episode 48 and 53, Ron from EntreeCourier.com. Lead organizer with gig worker collective, Willie Solace. Episode number 49. Uh, My London uh, brother, Uber driver and blogger over in the streets of London. Morad, episode number 51. And my, uh, friend and, uh, podcast mentor, Jason Thierry, Gig Economy Podcast, episode 53 and today's episode. All right, guys, that makes up the year anniversary and the longest episode ever. Um, you guys all have a great week. Uh, go out and get some, have a good time, be good to people. Uh, you know, um... Be good. Do something cool. Uh, I'm gonna leave you tonight with the with the new song recorded by Tori Pater for our podcast. And uh, again, I'll have it. We'll have it ended up soon, but we'll play the full version coming out tonight. All right, y'all. See you back here next week on the rodeo. Peace.